Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Power Up and Game. This is episode 46, and I'm your host, Michael Mosley. I'm joined today by Taylor, as always. Taylor, what's going on, buddy? Man, I'm doing pretty good. We just recorded an awesome episode of Power Up and Game, because we're doing this intro a little bit differently. Yeah, uh, we've always talked about doing a pre-recorded show Pre-recorded intro, like to the point to where we record the show, show. <laughs> and then the intro. Oh, man, we have a lot on our plate today, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, we Are went over ready? a lot. We got a mileage out of a few stories for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, talking about our docket today, we had Microsoft saying that Game Pass prices are not going to increase as a result of a potential merger with Activision Blizzard. We went over Sony's recent claims about Call of Duty, Microsoft, and Activision Blizzard. And unless something monumental happens, this is going to be the last time that we talked about it until it something crazy happens, which will probably be next week. And man, we got a lot of that topic. And uh, <laughs> it really blended together with the Microsoft story, too. So yeah, yeah. It, it was nice to go through that again and. Just Sony's ridiculous comments, in my opinion, and in yours too, as people hear very soon. And in our main topic, of course, we had another huge delay in 2023, and that is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has reportedly been delayed to later in the year. We went over not only the delay, but issues people have been having with the game, the game's reception, our thoughts to the game's reception, games as a service again. And just gameplay things that we kind of didn't hate as much as everybody else, but how we would have preferred them to be different, I think is the best way to put it. So, pretty fun show, all things considered, I think. With that said, let's get into our main topic. And real quick, we want to say that you can find sources for all the topics we're going over today down in the description of this episode. We do that to give out proper credit and if any listeners want to read further about the topics we cover. Also, it's important to note that you should always take any unofficial stories we cover with a grain of salt and treat them as unconfirmed rumors and reports until they are officially said otherwise. And with that out of the way, let's talk about our main topic. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League delayed to later in 2023. This story was first reported by Windows Central's Jez Corden saying this on Twitter, quote, hearing Suicide Squad kill the Justice League is grabbing a delay from May to fourth quarter-ish of 2023, end quote. This thread continues saying, quote, trying to get hard confirmation, but yeah, I'm fairly sure on this one, end quote. Soon after, soon thereafter, Bloomberg's very own Jason Schreier reported that sources told the publications that the game would begin delayed to later in 2023. Schreier would later add to his report on Twitter saying, quote, this delay also moves Suicide Squad out of a crowded release window that currently includes New Zelda, Diablo, and Final Fantasy games. For what it's worth, a delay like this is mainly for polish, not to overhaul the core gameplay that caused the backlash. Suicide Squad started off as a game of service and remained as one short of a complete reboot, which would require a much longer delay, end quote. So we got two reporters saying that they've heard Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is getting delayed to later in the year. And by the time this episode goes out, WB Games may officially announce the delay. The receptions to the latest gameplay showcase for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League wasn't very good. 
people heavily criticized the title's game as a service approach, something we agreed with, and its gameplay, which we didn't hate as much. Regardless, Ashrider said, this delay probably won't result in a radical shift in what the game is going to be, but one can dream. So Taylor, what's your take on this? My take on this is it's probably done just like Trier said to just further polish the game. Not going to be a massive deal. Maybe they take some things out that people had an issue with with the gameplay. Like the big ass, you know, purple shoot me indicators. <laughs> yeah. On the helicopters and stuff because that was just, it kind of just felt unnecessary. Of all things, because we didn't hate the gameplay. And when. Yeah, no. I don't know how you felt, but like, I thought it looked fun. It looked fast paced. And I also say that. And I feel like I can also go, it's not the direction I would have took it. Because I think the design choice I would have rather have them have made is you went from, hey, it's fast-paced and everybody's powered up, to how about you take away the power and you keep the characters grounded. That way the boss fights feel like more, you know, godly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. instead of it being this huge sunset overdrive feel, I think the design choice that would have been better is if it was more division-focused, like on-the-ground kind of thing, to where you're having to climb up the areas and you're taking out soldiers and the, and the Justice League from a grounded soldier perspective. But uh, still, even saying that, like I think the game does look fun as it is, to an extent. The games-as-a-service stuff, which I think that's what everybody agrees with, is like, why are you doing this? I doubt that's changing in any kind of way, because as Schreier said, you would need like a massive overhaul. But man, if they were to do that, that would be wild. If they were to come out months from now and go like, hey, we're delaying it again. We heard you. We're getting rid of the games as a service. We need to fix this game fundamentally. So we're going to do it. I doubt it's going to happen. But the only comparison I would be able to make if that were to happen it's like this would be the video game equivalent of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Changing the design of Sonic. <laughs> which radically changed that movie. Because it if that movie better. released as it was with that version of Sonic, it would not have been as well received. We would no. not be seeing a Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I feel very confident in saying that. So I feel like if they were to do that, which isn't going to happen, it's so unlikely... But it's fun to talk about, right? Yeah, so yeah. if that were to happen months from now, man, that would be wild. Because it feels like it would have had the potential of a Sonic the Hedgehog to go like, oh shit, I think you just completely changed the game in terms of what this game can be now. Yeah, um, I honestly don't want the complete overhaul to happen because, man, if they did that, those poor developers... Apparently, this game has been in development since 2010. So that's a lot of time of people's uh, livelihood, uh, people's lives just completely being uprooted and thrown out and changed. Which, gameplay-wise for the consumer, I could see that being a good thing. But man, I, I would feel bad for developers if they did this because it's like, why? We could well, have the done, problem uh, is, is the games as a service stuff, which is something we talked about last week extensively in... If you haven't listened to it, go listen to that episode. I'm really proud of us getting 45 minutes out of that topic. <laughs> and I thought it was, it was a fun. great conversation, don't get me wrong. But yeah, no, at the fun. same time, that's the problem a lot of people are having. And it's not just because of Marvel's Avengers. 
It's because no. of most of these games that are coming out that are games as a service, they tack it on, and it doesn't feel like it's genuinely part of the game, and it doesn't feel like the players are getting a great experience out of it. When this happened, this showcase happened, and people saw the games as a service stuff, yeah, sure, Marvel's Avengers was the first comparison. It was the easiest comparison. But I think a lot of gamers looked at it and went, oh, fuck you. Seriously? Yeah. Another one of these? Can we just get a complete game? Like, everybody already thought this game wasn't complete as soon as they showed Games as a Service. That's yep. what it does when you throw a Games as a Service live service element into your game. You're putting this label onto it now. That's because of the stigma attached to this genre. That your game isn't done. And it's going to have a lot of monetization in it. And they're going to try to squeeze every penny out of you. And stuff like that. Even if that's not your intention. But that's what people are going to think. It's the optics yeah. of it. Yeah, and they're going to slowly drip feed new content that probably should have been there in the game. It's Suicide Squad, which means it should be a bunch of villains that will die off on missions. But you know, it's just, for now, just these four. Yeah, side note, by the way. We didn't talk about this a few weeks ago when we talked about Suicide Squad. But they're going out. Their mission is to kill the Justice League. Why well, is there only four of them in terms of storyline? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll do a thing where... Uh, there are other villains that are out doing other stuff and like Gotham yeah, there's a support characters. Yeah, yeah, and of course they said that they're gonna uh, add in new characters and new stories. So it's like, oh, you're gonna tease um, a few villains in the game during the main story, the the base story, and then as you slowly give us new characters and and storylines, you're gonna add, put more teases in there. I think that's what they're gonna try and do. Uh, like, oh, no, there are other members of the Suicide Squad going out, but this storyline is focused on these four characters. And then the next storyline is going to focus on these four characters. Like, okay, so is it going to be the Brainiac story on all the Suicide members' team? or like? See, you're thinking way too much about this. I think this is just going to be these four <laughs> Suicide Squad members the yeah. entire time, which <laughs> obviously it is. But I'm saying, like, the entire game is going to be that, and then the story ends. So, I, I don't know, man. I think I am. Because um, you're probably right. They're probably just going to add in some new characters that you can add in with mm -hmm. Captain Boomerang and Harley and, uh, and uh, King Shark and, and uh, Deadshot. And instead of just doing, like, a whole storyline, they're probably going to do, like, this new character has three new missions or something like that. Well, see, yeah. because it's a game of the service and it can't end when the story ends... It kind of makes me already going, okay, spoilers, I guess, because the Brainiac threat probably can't be done. Because yeah. what am I going to do after the story's over? Well, they did say you have plenty of in-game content. That's my point. Like, so okay, I nice, guess the Brainiac right? threat isn't going to end. Maybe you kill the Justice League <laughs> and that's it. The Brainiac threat's still there. Or maybe somebody else takes over and you basically just have a different reskinned villains. For the end game, yeah, because everybody was so looking forward to like, oh man, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the Arkham games, only with updated combat for four players and open world. This is gonna be so awesome. And then you found out everybody uses the same gun. And it's like, oh, so that's what I had the issue with. Yeah, Harley can't just use pistols and melee. She's gonna be a melee uh, focused character. Captain Boomerang's gonna be a ranged character. There's boomerangs. You have fun with that. Uh, Deadshot, of course, will be uh, the sniper class. And King Shark, of course, will be the tank. 
but you know you don't get that kind of stuff it's, it's it feels like uh it feels like dressing it, 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 they're like yeah it's dressing uh harley is the one with maneuverability well, so does captain boomerang from what we can see the way he's teleporting around oh uh king shark is the tank like okay well, what does that have to do with like how gameplay wise even with king shark if you were going to give him a uh, range weapon i could see him being the only one at the entire squad who's using the gatling gun like that would make sense he's a big guy like okay He's he's the one who has the uh, the giant rocket launchers or or the uh, or the Gatling guns, and then we see then we see Harley running around with his mini mini Gatling gun. It's like, well, okay, so what's King Shark's deal? Like he's just big. Like ah oh, man, you kind of ruined it. Like if there are certain weapons that fit with specific characters, okay, that would kind of make sense. King Shark has the bigger weapons. Harley uses pistols, small uh, she uses pistols, SMGs. And of course, uh, she favors the mallet and the hammer. I mean, the mallet and the uh, baseball bat. Uh, King Boomer, uh, King King Boomerang, Captain Boomerang. Okay, you're giving him the speed force power. That's kind of cool. That makes him a fun uh, mobile melee character. King Shark takes the most damage. He can draw aggro from the rest of the team. So like, if Art Harley or or uh, Deadshot is in trouble. He can draw aggro from the other enemies, and that could be his role as yeah. the team. See, all that's designing a DC-focused game based on what these characters are. Yeah, what they the are, yeah. Into a looter shooter. To whereas what it feels like this game's doing, and why I think so many people are not gelling with it, is it feels like they're throwing all the generic-ass looter shooter elements into <laughs> yeah. a, another generic-ass looter shooter game, it just so happens to have some DC characters in it. Yeah. Gosh, man. It's so sad to talk about this because because once upon a time, we were actually excited about yeah. the, about, about this game. It's like, oh, man, we're doing Suicide Squad. Yeah. And we weren't as harsh about the gameplay as other people have been. No. We actually sat here and was like, yeah, the gameplay looks fun. And I know I said what I said earlier about like it's not the design choice I would have went with. And I yeah. stand by that. I think that maybe you can make some of the generic looter shooter stuff that you did in this game, from what we've seen from the showcase, work in that other design choice to where it's more grounded. But yeah, and the thing is, we we even talked about earlier about how you can do what they're doing right now, but make each character unique based on like who they are and their history with yeah. DC and what they're claiming. Like, yeah, we're doing that. It doesn't feel like it. It, it does feels not. like you're doing the bare bones of doing that. But you described it perfectly. It feels like dressing. Just to check it off and be like, see, we made every character feel unique. Not yeah, everybody really. got that one or two ability that makes them different from the others. And like, everybody has oh, yeah. a different traversal. Which, they all end up doing the same thing. Everybody ends up flying everywhere. Yeah, It's like, geez, like, oh yeah, uh, Deadpool has a jetpack. Uh, Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> Deadshot has a jetpack. Like, oh, that's, that's cool. Harley can swing around like Spider-Man thanks to this drone. Boomerang has Speed Force gauntlets. He has a Speed Force gauntlet, so he can zip around. And then King Shark can swim in the air, which I still find awesome. I, I'm sorry. That, that's the one thing it's I do. It's really, really like. stupid, but really funny. I <laughs> get it. I get why you it kept is. it in there. Maybe you should have cut it because it's really stupid. But again, yeah. it is really funny. I can't get it. it <laughs> like, it damn it. You know, I can't be mad at that. I have a lot yeah. of things I could be mad about with this game. That's not one of them. But yeah, man, I totally get people's frustrations. I really do. Because we talked about it two weeks ago with Suicide Squad when the showcase happened. We talked about it again last week because we were talking about the reception to this game. 
and Destiny 2 Lightfall not being very well received. The campaign, at least. And we were talking about looter shooters as a whole. But I get the frustration, especially also after Gossam Knights. And that's the problem. It 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 came way too close to announcement after Gotham Knights. And people really didn't like that. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I'm doing numbers and all this other crap. And um, you you and I talked about that before, that the whole uh, changing outfits thing just doesn't really gel well with a lot of people. People don't want to just numbers to go up. You want to see the changes. Like you want to you want to see your character uh uh, with unique costumes and this is one thing we did you want to see uh, the change the and you want to feel like your character is different it's different yeah and we did praise that about the suicide squad they do actually let you change uh your outfit and uh you can transmog so you can get the good stats with the outfit that you really want like the uh king shark superman outfit which i still think is pretty awesome which is going to look even better when he's swimming in the air with that cape so, I don't remember your take on this. What do you think is going to happen with this delay? You think it's just going to be them polishing it it's up? Just, yeah, it's, it's just polish. It's I don't think we're going to see a huge change. Uh, this thing, WB is going to stick with games as a service for this game. Uh, they have to. It's way too late in the game. It's like, what, not even the 12th hour. I say the 11th hour. And, you know, they're not just going to be like, okay, 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 we're going to change up how Harley plays. We're going to change up how King Shark plays. We're going to... We're going to add in new enemies. Like, yeah, they can change up some of the enemies to not be huge uh, bullet sponges. Maybe they'll change the genital warts that's on all the enemies, such as popping up everywhere. Uh, but I think I agree with you. I think it's just be mostly polished and just to make sure that everything is running just fine. But I don't think it's going to be a major change. I would love if there was a major change. Uh, like maybe hopefully one of the things they're going to do is take out the always online kind of deal. I hate that with games. Yes, sure. I play on PC a lot and my uh, console, my PC, everything's connected to the internet. Yeah, that's great. But the internet goes out. Okay. Like, like the, the storms happen. Uh, servers need to be fixed. Stuff goes out. I don't want to uh, lose content. I mean, not lose content, but lose uh uh, time that I put into a game because I have my console in sleep mode uh, with uh, with Xbox and PlayStation and, and, and the games are still running and the game just cuts out and I'm kicked out to the menu because you were gone from the server too long or the server needed servicing and we needed updating so we kicked you out the game. I hate that. I would, all, all I want is like with uh, oh man uh, just cause where if the internet goes out, the servers go down, it's, hey, uh, you don't have access to the store and the leaderboards right now because of a connection issue. Cool. Does that stop the game? Nope. The game doesn't even pause to tell me that. It's just a little pop-up that says, hey, we are, you're disconnected. Cool. And I can keep on playing. And then when it reconnects, a little window pops up. Hey, you're reconnected now. Leaderboards are available. Sweet. Thanks. That's what I want. Okay. This always online crap is stupid because maintenance happens. Uh, internet goes down. Maybe little kids are running around. They bump into the certain. They bump into your uh, router. Uh, to, to your router and unplug something. Maybe your pup chews on something. Who knows? A lot of stuff happens. Stupid stuff happens. Life happens. So I I really do hope that they take out the whole you have to be connected even single player nonsense. I want that gone. I really do hope that's the biggest takeaway that they took from the. Uh, the showcase. Would I like them to take out the store in the battle pass? Absolutely. I would love if they did that and just focus on, hey, instead, 
or just going to do a season pass where you buy for 20 or 30 bucks uh, future characters. Okay, fine. Do that instead. Um, and if they do that, it'll still suck. But at the same time, I'll be okay with it because I do know ahead of time that it's a game as a service and that character is going to be drip fed to me. Uh, but yeah, that's my biggest takeaway. Take out the always online. I really do hope that it's more than just polish. Yeah, I get you. But you want to get into our other stories of the week? Yeah, speaking of sales and products and wasted potentials, Microsoft claims Game Pass prices won't increase as a result of a potential Activision Blizzard King merger. UK's Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, had concerns regarding Microsoft potentially increasing the prices of subscriptions like Game Pass if the Activision Blizzard King deal goes through. Microsoft has finally responded to those concerns, saying, and we're reading from VGC's transcription here, quote, Game Pass prices will not increase as a result of the merger and certainly will not increase to a point that offsets the substantial benefits of Activision's titles coming to Game Pass on a day-to-date basis. This is especially so given Game Pass will continue to be constrained by to play, end quote. We don't want to spend too much time on this one, but a few weeks back, we both predicted that Xbox would not be able to keep the current prices of Game Pass tiers as they currently are. Taylor, do you believe this to still be true now? Yeah, I don't know, man, because a few weeks ago we were talking about Game Pass and we just, we both were like, we hope that it continues to be what it currently is. But we just don't feasibly see that happening in the future, long term for Microsoft. And that's because of stuff like what PlayStation's doing with God of War and Last of Us and Horizon Zero Dawn and Marvel Spider-Man and all their cinematic $70 games, which it feels like Xbox is kind of missing out on by throwing everything on Game Pass. So we were basically talking like, well, maybe Xbox takes a few games off a of game pass and not everything is going to be a day one game pass title and you might have to actually buy it or maybe it'll be something to where they increase the price hearing that it won't be directly increased because of the merger that makes a lot of sense they're trying to appease the cma and make sure this deal gets approved i don't see them doing that especially after putting it you know in writing right there essentially to whereas, hey, we're not going to increase it based on this deal. So it would have to be years from now and unrelated to Call of Duty. But I don't know. I, I still don't think long term that Game Pass is going to be able to sustain itself as it is. I would love it to. I hope it does. But I just don't see it just because I'm not sure how they're going to make their money. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like you said, yeah, we both talked about it. It's like, it's so weird that they're like oh no we're gonna spend billions of dollars to get this company but we're not gonna raise prices it's like that makes no sense business-wise like where's where 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 are you getting the money uh to do all this and need to make it very clear we are glad it doesn't make sense oh no no yeah like i'm okay you want to do this for the next 20 years (laughs) feel free it does not (laughs) it helps us yeah, I'm completely okay with spending was like 120 about 120 a year for Game Pass. It's like, yeah, okay, like that's that's two games, not anymore because even Microsoft's getting on the seventy dollar uh, craze. So like, yeah, Game Pass for a year, it's amazing kind of deal. Uh, so yeah, I'm okay with them not raising the prices, but you still kind of uh, you you kind of get weary about it. it's like, well, obviously if you're going to keep the price like this. 
and you get more studios of your own and you start releasing more of your own games, truly the quality of uh, Game Pass will start to go go down with the third party stuff. We saw it with games with gold. When uh when Game Pass came out, boy, the stuff with games with gold started becoming trash. Like people were like, there's no point in games with gold even being a thing anymore. Uh but yeah, um I don't understand how Microsoft is trying to play this because uh, it, it wasn't in this uh, article, but before you and I started recording, uh, I saw that Microsoft actually released a two-page ad in the UK in the papers um, talking about the deal, uh, showing that with the merger, they're going to be bringing games to over 150 million players uh, and with more on more consoles and more ways, and they showed off uh, uh, the the phone, uh, cloud. They showed uh, PC, Xbox, their, their tablet. So it's like, ooh, Microsoft is really pushing forward with this and trying to get like the public on their side to put pressure uh, on the CMA. Uh, so like Microsoft is going full. Microsoft's going all in with this. So this merger, I think there's something more going on than we think than just oh we want to put Activision Blizzard King games on Game Pass. Like Microsoft's really trying to push in because King, it, their mobile division makes so much money that I think that's that's the thing we're not really looking at. Yeah, everybody's focused on Call of Duty, which we're going to be talking about here soon. But for one, because of all the craziness going around with Call of Duty, highly doubt we're going to be seeing any kind of new Call of Duty or maybe even the most recent Call of Duties drop on Game Pass anytime soon. If this deal even goes through, just because of the optics of the situation. But when you talk about the other Activision Blizzard games, including mobile and what Microsoft would be getting out of those, not even talking about Game Pass themselves, like it's more than just Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Like I know that's what everybody's focusing on, and it makes a lot of sense because it's one of the biggest franchises in gaming. But mm-hmm. they they got more franchises than just Call of Duty people. And Microsoft's really, really going to profit in many ways because of it if the deal goes through. Yep. Then they have another mobile division under them to where they can do stuff like, hey, we want to do uh, another God of War mobile game. I mean, not God of War, uh, Gears of War mobile game. A God of War or, mobile hey, game. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hey, I thought uh, PlayStation and Xbox weren't getting along. Yeah. Uh, they have a mobile division. They'll have Crash Bandicoot. They have some legendary stuff. Uh, that'll be coming through. and even more uh, Microsoft you, one of the things that came out uh, that 10 year deal that Microsoft uh, brought to Sony it included that that Sony would be allowed to put Call of Duty on their subscription service so then they're, they're doing the reverse of what Sony was doing instead of blocking games from the service they're actually allowing them to add them to their service yeah but Xbox so like, is doing that so they can actually have a so you can actually have like the deal go through. Yeah. Well, not only the um, deal will go through, but they can have a say. Look, it's on PlayStation Plus, so we're gonna put it on Game Pass because yeah. I, that's why I think they wanted. If they can't put Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus, then Xbox isn't gonna be able to put Call of Duty on Xbox Game Pass. It's got to be both or neither, you know. Just because of the optics of the situation and to get this deal approved, there's probably yeah. gonna be. If I, I don't know anything about this. I'm an idiot. I don't know anything legally, <laughs> but I just cannot imagine that they will be able to just to tell all these regulators, yeah, we're not going to do that. Don't worry. We're not going to do that. And then deal gets approved and they're like, well, nothing in writing. Let's do it. 
<laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I gotta imagine that something is gonna have to be agreed upon if this deal goes through with these regulators and with Microsoft to where it's written in stone that like, hey, you guys can't do X, Y, and Z unless you get consent from the other publishers to do so. Or if you don't give the other publishers the opportunity to have that same platform. And what I mean by that is putting Call of Duty on Game Pass, putting Call of Duty on the equivalent of Game Pass for Sony, which is PlayStation Plus. Yeah, um, I I agree. Like, that's gonna probably be the biggest thing because wasn't one of the thing one of the things that uh the CMA wanted was for uh Call of Duty to be sold off. So like I don't know, like that's the, like you said, that's the big thing everybody's focusing on. You want to go ahead and just get into our next story? It feels like it's bleeding. Oh, into you know what? Yeah, we we really are just going into they they, they pretty much <laughs> go together. We're gonna to talk about the latest on the ongoing of Xbox Activision Blizzard King Sony saga. Say that twenty times five, five times fast, because oh my goodness, that's a mouthful. Every time we think we're done with the ongoing Activision Blizzard King Blizzard King Sony saga King Sony King Blizzard Activision uh, does not oh, compute. No. They managed to pull us back in. <laughs> This time, we're talking about Sony's recent claim that Microsoft could sabotage Call of Duty on PlayStation platforms. This was first reported on The Verge, and we're reading from their article directly from their write-up now. Quote, Sony has laid out its concerns about Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, including a host of fears about the future Activision's Call of Duty franchise. A new documents uh, via PDF submitted to the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, Sony says it's worried that Microsoft could raise the price of Call of Duty, making it only available on its own Xbox Game Pass subscription service and even strategically or incidentally degrade the quality and performance of Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony cites a specific hypothetical situation where Microsoft could release a Call of Duty game on PlayStation that has bugs and errors on the final level. Here's Sony example in full. Another quote, Microsoft might release PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors emerge only on the game's final level or after later updates. Even if such degradations could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late, by which time the ongoing by which time the gaming community would have lost confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue to play Call of Duty. Indeed, as Modern Warfare 2 attests, Call of Duty is most often purchased in just the first few weeks of release. If it became known that the game's performance on PlayStation was worse than on Xbox, Call of Duty gamers could decide to switch to Xbox for fear of playing their favorite game at a second class or less competitive venue, end quote, on both Sony and VGC. Whew. Taylor, what are your thoughts on those wild claims? I think this is ridiculous. On so many accounts. <laughs> Sony, what are we talking about here? That Xbox is going to intentionally or incidentally change the way the game performs on the other console so that people will buy it on Xbox instead. What are we doing here? I'm so tired of it at this point. I'm tired of Sony <laughs> finding every random and dumb excuse for this deal to not go through. It feels like they're a child in a store who wants a toy and they're throwing a tantrum when they cannot have that toy and saying no one else can have it. That's what it feels like right now. You know, that's actually, it's not a bad analogy. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. 
this whole thing has become a kerfuffle. More than just, it was kind of funny to like, man, this is getting kind of mad cringe over here with Jim it's Ryan and company. Really, it is. It started with, oh, I get where they're coming from. I get why Sony doesn't want this deal to happen, and it became yeah, yeah. like a nice philosophical thing here was is this too much for microsoft to have because that's a lot of not like we just said it's not just call of duty they're gonna have a lot of ips under their belt here if they get this is that too much for one publisher to have meanwhile embracer group is just sitting there like let's hope nobody talks about us (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that's the thing if this deal doesn't go through I don't know. Maybe Embracer Group will come in, and be like, "Oh no, we're we, we don't own a console, so you know, yeah, we're neutral." But it was at first you understood the debate. They're like, yeah, yeah, "Is yeah. this going to ruin competition between the huge console platforms, Nintendo, Sony, and place, uh, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft?" <laughs> I almost said Nintendo, Sony, and PlayStation. See, that's that's that's, that's how irrelevant Xbox is. <laughs> is it going to ruin that competition? So I got it from that perspective. Cool, but over the past few weeks, especially, the arguments have gotten dumber and dumber, and this one really takes the cake. I could not imagine. Maybe to like, oh, maybe it plays better on one console than the other. That makes sense. Nearly every game plays better or looks better on a certain console. That's yeah. been happening for years. It has yeah, nothing to do it. with, hey, you know what? We don't like PlayStation or we don't like Xbox. So that's why it doesn't run as well. Yeah. Um. And, and what's more is like you and I were talking about this earlier, how it's kind of weird how when the consoles first launched, there were games that were playing better on the Series X than the PlayStation 5, uh, but all of a sudden, a bunch of stuff that was time console exclusive for uh, PlayStation or had a deal with PlayStation was playing better on PlayStation 5 than the Series X. Yeah, we were talking about that before we recorded. <laughs> yeah, and even, even, even Call of Duty, a game that honestly uh, became big on consoles thanks to the original Xbox, um... Somehow, it plays a lot better on PlayStation 5 than the on-paper, more powerful Xbox Series X. And in fact, in some places, uh, even better than the PC, which which <laughs> way outdoes PlayStation 5 and the Series X. See, I'm very glad you brought this up because it opens the door now for people to say that and go, All right, PlayStation, why do these games play better on PlayStation consoles? Yeah, exactly, look into yeah. that now because you decided to make a stupid claim like this. What what happened when uh I forgot what it was, but it was a few weeks back. Sony said something about like yeah, this deal can't go through, and uh, Xbox was like, fine, you know what? Have a way you look at no, it was uh they're gonna put exclusive oh, content on Xbox. Yeah, and yeah. Xbox turned around and said, all right, Sony, let's look at your third party agreements. Let's, let's see what exclusive things that you've gotten that we haven't had the chance to <laughs> Yeah. And to which I believe it was also the CMA went, well, that's not a bad idea, actually. Sony, why don't you go ahead and give us those documents? Yeah. Which is not going to show anything to change your mind about any of this. It's just going to give Sony more busy work. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, even Call of Duty had exclusive uh, skins and stuff that was on the PlayStation via the uh, PlayStation Plus uh, 
I forgot. It's, it's like it's like the Xbox perks, and you, yeah. you get stuff for Warzone and stuff in there. It's like yeah, it's just cosmetic and stuff, so you know it's not a big deal. But it's kind of strange. But you see what that, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I see it. And uh, you and I, you and I always brought it up. They uh, had that timed exclusive of an entire mode that they kept away from Xbox and PC players for a year. And by the time the the mode came out, the next Call of Duty was coming out anyway. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because the next Call of Duty comes out in a year. It's an annual release. In their yeah. own fucking example, Michael. In their own fucking example. Let me find this again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you find that. It's, it's strange that Sony would do that when they even have timed exclusivity on a beta. They have timed exclusivity on, on multiplayer betas. And then they take entire modes out. And it's just it's, it's, it's wild that Sony would say something that dumb. To try and make it seem like, oh, we're victims. Our poor players, they're going to be missing out. It's like, well, you've been doing that to PC and Xbox. So I don't really think that's going to be much of a problem. This quote here, quote, from their own example. Indeed, as Modern Warfare 2 attests, Call of Duty is most often purchased in just the first few weeks of release. If it became known that the game's performance on PlayStation was worse than on Xbox. Call of Duty gamers could decide to switch to Xbox for fear of playing their favorite game at a second class or less competitive venue, end quote. Now, <laughs> let me tell you, if you take an entire game mode, an entire game mode is a stretch. I do understand. If you take a game mode out of the game and you make it exclusive to a console, you are automatically making that version better than the other versions. So that's what you've been doing for years, PlayStation. What are you talking about? Yeah, and, and the worst part is you're charging them the same price for less. Like when Modern Warfare 1 came out, that was like the big thing. Everybody's like, so I'm buying the PC or the Xbox version. I'm paying the same price as the PlayStation uh, players, and I'm getting less content. Like, that makes no sense. So, of course, that made the PlayStation version more attractive. Me, myself, I mostly play Call of Duty on Xbox. I've been doing it since the original Xbox uh, with Call of Duty 2. And I stayed on Xbox with Call of Duty. But with the Modern Warfare 1 reboot, I switched to PlayStation. I had both Xbox and PlayStation. So, for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. But I switched over to PlayStation with Modern Warfare 2. I got Modern Warfare 2 on PlayStation 5. So you know, what 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 Sony is saying isn't wrong. Like yeah, players will migrate so they can play on their favorite uh, but it's franchise. Because I can go back to Black Ops Three and I get the maps, the zombie maps. I think a month earlier than everybody else. That makes the Xbox product inferior because they yeah. get the maps later. The zombie game mode of Call of Duty is predicated a lot on these Easter eggs and having fun and figuring it out. And if it's a lot of at release, there's a lot of hype of it. for Xbox players. There's not a lot of hype of it. You know why? Because it comes out a fucking month later. Now that's not yeah. the case now with the Treyarch games and all that stuff. But it was back in Black Ops Three at the height of the mode's popularity. So that's what gets me, and that's why I'm kind of just sitting there going like, Sony, what the fuck are you talking about here? You're making your <laughs> argument look so much worse. It's hard for people to back you up on it when you kind of had a good point. Even if I didn't agree with it, I can at least go, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Let's make sure that Xbox isn't going to have too much if they get, this deal goes through. It should be investigated, which it should be investigated. 
I have no issues with what's going on here. I have an issue with Sony dragging this shit out and making, not making us talk about it because we're making the decision to talk about it, but (laughs) because it's in the fucking spotlight to where it is one of the most trending stories of the week and as a byproduct, we're sitting here on every fucking Thursday night going, let's talk about (laughs) Sony. Yeah. It's breaking me, Mike. No. I can't take it anymore. And we still have another half of this story to fucking talk about because it gets worse. I was actually going to say, uh, while you while you brought up that Sony keeps bringing stuff into the dirt, I'm afraid that's not all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me take this one. It's going to kind of get me here, so I want to get ahead of myself. Oh, please do. That's not all. Activision Blizzard EVP Lulu Chang Mazervi. I hope that's how you pronounce her name. I'm very sorry if that's not how you pronounce it. Uh, quote retweeted The Verge's Tom Warren talking about Sony's claims, which included Sony's example we just read out. Here's what the Activision Blizzard EVP had to say. Quote, Microsoft offered Sony the dominant console leader for well over a decade with 70% or 80% market share a 10-year agreement on far better terms than Sony would ever get from us. We've also offered Sony guaranteed long-term access to Call of Duty, but they keep refusing. Why? The CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment answered that question in Brussels. In his words, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. End quote. Tom Warren then asked Chang Reservi when Jim Ryan, the CEO in question there, allegedly said this, to which she replied, February 21st. What are your thoughts on Lulu Chang Reservi's comments and Jim Ryan's alleged comments? Of course, it's very important to put allegedly in bold regarding this story, <laughs> because this is all behind closed doors. Jim, it's just... He's burying all of this. Oh, my goodness. Like your analogy earlier about him being a kid in the toy store and not getting what he wants. That kid makes so much noise that it's hard to be like, oh, just get the kid a toy. Look how cute they are. Instead, it's like, yeah, no, get that kid out of the store. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to see this. Nobody wants to deal with that. And I do feel kind of bad for the lawyers at uh, Sony's PlayStation because they're like, God, dog, he's making this hard for us because now we got to defend his alleged sayings to the EVP of the company he's trying to block the merger for. Uh, (laughs) It was even worse. Uh, I saw a tweet from um, Phil Spencer from back in January. I think it was January 20th, pretty much a month before this alleged saying. Where he, where Phil Spencer said that he had a good talk with Sony and everything was good. Like, it, I, I'll have to find a tweet, but it is ridiculous how <laughs> how all of this is just changes in a month. Like face to face, like yeah, it's a good talk. We, we we we. I think it's when he tried to push that ten year deal. It was like yeah, we had a good talk and yada yada yada. To Jim Ryan, like nah, fuck that guy. That's what he said. Like, what do you want? <laughs> you want out of the room? This motherfucker right here, this robot, we can't be accepting deals from him. Yeah, it's like, can you believe this guy? He really came here thinking he was going to do something? Get out of here with that. You you know who we are. We're PlayStation. You're so desperate. You're trying to get Call of Duty. In fact, I don't even care about Call of Duty. Like, son, I could bring back Killzone. Stop. Shut up. Nobody cares about Xbox. (laughs) It's like, like, yeah, I I I could see Jim being on the phone like, yeah, we don't like this deal, but we know we'll keep working with you. We'll see you in court and blah blah it's blah. It's the mute button. 
And yes, yeah, <laughs> not even mute. Susie hangs shit. up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like this guy came and delivered Scalebound. He thinks he's going to take over a whole studio. Yeah. <laughs> no. This guy. <laughs> I'm sure Jim Ryan made fun of Phil Spencer the whole day. Oh man. And you brought it. We talked about this before. You were talking about how uh, I think wait, we were recording this. I'm not even sure. How back in the day it was Phil. It was. Uh, this was before we were recording. I was talking about Reggie Fizeme, Sean Layden, and Phil Spencer. And I, Sean Layden, yeah. I just remember those times, and I'm like, man, we kind of had it good. It's, 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 it's crazy uh, that we are in an age where we can now see CEOs, one acting, one trying to act nice. Let's face it, Phil, we know this is a business, man. We, we know you're hanging up the phone probably like, yeah, that asshole Jim Ryan, that, that piece of shit, he's really getting in my way. I'm getting sick of that guy. Uh, it's only so long I can call and be like, hey, gaming for everybody. Pretty soon I'm just going to fight this guy. Like I'm, I'm sure even <laughs> Phil Spencer's like, who would win in the fist so fight between him. Jim Ryan and <laughs> Phil Spencer? Oh, man. That, I mean, that, that actually kind of, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to see that happen. That'd be kind of fun to watch. Who do you think will win a fight between Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer? I can see Jim Ryan trying to fight dirty. And <laughs> like, 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 the, uh, oh, man, there's there this old fight. I forgot what it was. Uh, I think it was MMA. Uh, one of the fighters uh, put his hand out to do a fist bump, like, hey, good good luck in the fight. And his opponent pretended like he was going to fist bump him and just struck him and knocked him out. That's I kind of feel Ryan. like that's something Jim Ryan would do, yeah. I feel like Phil would be like, hey, man, let's, 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 have, a, let's have a great fight and like put his fist out. And Jim Ryan would be like, yeah, bam, right to, right to the face. I need to reach out to the Super Bracket Bros. By the way, shout out to the Super Racket Bros. Great podcast. And get Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer on next season's bracket. Because I definitely want to see that matchup and see how people think that will turn out. I don't know, man. I feel like Phil Spencer will kind of... He's got that robot in him. He might have a RoboCop or maybe a Terminator <laughs> kind of fight style. Kind of feels like he's a guy who moves with purpose. You know? Probably, yeah. Wait till, wait till Doug Bowser gets in the oh man see now we're now we're, now we're bringing up this whole hypothetical fight that we'd probably see other than them going to court so like, oh, you know, let's so, be real though reggie, reggie fils beats the shit out of anybody yeah no this i think it seems like one of the nicest corporate people in gaming history i think if he was in a actual fight he'd beat the shit out of anybody he'd just be able to get <laughs> to that dark place yeah and he'd probably be like i'm gonna give you a chance to just walk away because <laughs> Come on, nobody wants to see you get knocked out. And they'd be like, no, I can do this. And then once uh once Reggie knocks him out, he's probably just gonna walk away like I tried to tell him, just shrug him, like hey. <laughs> I tried to I'm, tell him. Yeah, I'm not even gonna celebrate. Tried to warn you. Oh man, that'd be great to see. But yeah, man, I could I could see both these guys once they hang up the phone, especially Jim Ryan just like talking all kinds of shit about the others, like, oh, fuck this guy. Oh man. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Let's get out of here, though, man. What do you say? Oh, all right. So, Taylor, what are you playing, man? I've been playing Destiny 2. Still? Still. I got back into it when Lightfall came out. I did not buy the DLC. I'm going to wait till that goes on sale. And in the meantime, I'm going to build up my character and try to get a lot of exotics that I have not gotten before. I still need to beat the Witch Queen DLC, too. So I might do that. Uh, been having a lot of fun with it. I love the loadout system. I love the changes they made to the strikes. That I think the difficulty did go up a bit, which is cool. 
I like that they changed the armor system. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but it seems a little more simplified in both a good way and a bad way. But I think in the future, as they continue to update the new system, it'll get so much better and more creative with the builds. So I'm very excited for that. Mainly it's just a loadout system. I've been having a lot of fun just trying out different builds and being able to quickly go, all right, that didn't work. I'm just going to go back to what I've been using on the fly, which is just something I've wanted for years. Uh, But it's been really fun, man. I do have to say, I have one huge complaint about the update. And there's a commendation system now after you complete a strike. After you complete a strike, after you complete a crucible match, I mainly play PvE stuff, so it's mostly strikes. Um, Okay. After you're done... You can hit select, or you'll end up going to the scorecard, tell you how many kills you had, how many orbs you created, all that stuff, your score. Then there's also a cool screen showing like all three guardians, and you look like a badass. All three of you look cool as shit. You hover over one of the other players, and a card comes up. Hey, do you, would you like to commend one of your teammates for being a joyous teammate or like a thoughtful teammate? Basically, like, did they help you out or were they a joy to be around on the squad? Cool. You know what? That works. I would have more than two cards to choose from. So either be joyful or helpful. Seems like there should be more (laughs) than that. But then it's also you just pick one and then the other teammate has to get the other. What if both teammates are joyful to be around? Well, both teammates were kind of assholes, but they quickly got me through the mission and they were awesome. So... I'll give them the other combination instead. I can't do that. Yeah. It's weird. It just feels so tacked on, which I if you put a little more effort into it and you had like eight cards to pick from and you could re- repeat cards, I think people would have more of a understanding of what a player's rep is. Like, what if people thought I was a great player, but they would like for me to pick them up more often when they died? Like, maybe there could be a commendation... That's more focused on, hey, you picked up everybody when they died. You're a great medic. So whenever I'm looking at a player, it's more geared towards that. I'm like, okay, this is a player I really want to play with. They know how to keep people alive. Or at the very least, bring people back. So stuff like that. I feel like that accommodation system could be so much better than what it is currently. But it's been a great experience getting back into the game. I'm sure they'll expand on it in the next expansion pack. (laughs) Or just take it out. <laughs> I don't think you're missing out oh, on a lot man. if you just took it out right now. Because right now it's just one of those things where you're doing it just to get rewards from your clan vendor. Oh, so it's just like with Overwatch. Yeah. To where it's, oh, you just commend people so you can get your clan reward and call it a day. Or just to be a nice teammate, you give people the commendations and you're good to go, you leave. Yeah. Instead of it feeling like a man, this person really helped out in this regard. I'm going to make sure that they know it. That's what it should feel like. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they can add on to it, because right now it just feels like they should either take it out or, I don't know, just overhaul it in some regard. But what have you been playing? Uh, As for me, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. You son of a bitch. I know, man. You're talking about Sony and finished products, and yeah, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. How about that introduction, right? Oh, no spoilers, but goodness. fuck, it's so good. I want to talk to you off air about it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, right now, I'm in like... Yeah, see, it goes into spoiler territory. 
Uh, but I'm 16 hours in, and I'm just having so much fun running around, discovering stuff, finding uh, all kind of mini bosses. That game is filled with mini bosses, and it they keep finding ways to make interesting creatures to fight. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. I know people are like, but Michael, you always said that you weren't going to buy a $70 game. I did not buy that game at $70. I bought it for like 40 bucks. So, hey, I I kept my word. I wanted to play God of War Ragnarok really bad, but I didn't want to play $70 for it, and I did it. So, bam, I kept my promise. I ain't doing no $70 game, son. But yeah, that's been my, that's been my, my main focus over the past week or so. Uh, but with that said, Taylor, what are you working on, and where can we find you? Not working on too much other than these podcasts. I will not be on the upcoming episode of Nerds Talk Movies because I have not seen Creed 3 yet, and Tristan and Drew will be doing a spoiler talk on that. It's going to be interesting to hear what their opinions were of it. I have seen reviews. It seems to be getting pretty damn good reviews, so that's cool. Um, other than that, working on Clash of the Stash and getting a few episodes ready to go out, I cannot wait for that. Uh, it, I really have enjoyed the episodes we've done so far. we got more planned uh, in the future, and me and you have thought of a pretty cool idea. A concept, I would say. Not a topic idea, just a concept of a different style of Clash of the Stash. That isn't just yeah. your typical 1v1. So uh, I'm excited to see if we can actually bring that to fruition. And other than that, I guess you can find me in our Discord, the link for which is in the description of this very episode. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash foxdaddy, that's F-0-X-D-A-D-D-Y. You can also find me on Twitter at M underscore M-O-S-L-E-Y underscore J-R. And if you find a widow on the Fox hoodie, congratulations, you are in the right place. And of course, if you really want to chat with us, you can go ahead and you can join our Discord, which you can find in the link in this description. Come join us. Talk about how Jim Ryan might be the best thing in your opinion or the worst thing. Who knows? Tell us who you think will win in a fight between Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer. Oh, man. But we will be back next week with more gaming news.